one of the things I learned was that I need to like really foster and, and create a team, but I also need to give the time to develop that. And also, hey, I need to develop myself too. So I'm a leader that some people want to follow, but also so I can improve and grow. Instead of focusing on hitting goals and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And if I hit it, I'm a, I'm a winner. And if I don't, I'm a failure. I started switching my mindset to, I just want to make progress. The road of an entrepreneur is guaranteed to be askew. And there are always big questions to overcome. How are tech founders bootstrapping their way to the top while spending money from their own pockets? How do they scale a startup that is primed for a successful exit? yet still remain profitable? These are the types of questions that this podcast will help answer, and it will shine light onto the livelihood of entrepreneurs, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the dirt in between. My name is Jim Barnish, and welcome to The Dirt. Okay, joining us on The Dirt today is an entrepreneur at the intersection of technology and mental wellness. His passion for these subjects and belief in himself led him to liquidate all of his savings and buy out the original founders of his current company, which creates music to enhance how you focus, relax, and sleep. In today's conversation, we're going to go all in on operations, from creating systems in the company to creating systems for personal productivity. So without further ado, CEO of Brain.fm, Dan Clark. Welcome to The Dirt. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. So you have done some pretty cool things throughout the course of your career, but I most notably, you guys are doing some great things at Brain. Do you mind just telling the audience a little bit about what you guys are up to? Yeah, sure. So Brain FM makes music combined with neuroscience to basically change the patterns in your brain to unlock flow state or better relaxation or sleep. And we're basically just trying to help enable people to be their best self anytime they want with music. So flow state, just what is, what is flow state? Sure. So flow state is really described as that feeling where you can, you tap into this, this time space where you can work and it feels effortless. Hmm. Um, So what I like to say is, you know, when you have a project due tomorrow, it's two in the morning, you've had two cups of coffee and you feel like you get your second wind and you can just keep going forever. Um, that's what flow state is. And uh, it's become very popular in the last few years for professional athletes, people that play video games, entrepreneurs, all trying to get this flow seat, this magic thing. And Brain FM's really quest or mission is to enable people to press a button and get that on demand whenever they want it. So I'm just listening to, or I'm, I'm going for my morning coffee, right? My morning iced coffee. And yep. I'm just chilling, thinking about my day. I throw on these headphones and immediately it helps me to concentrate and focus on planning out my day. Yeah, yeah. So diving in a little bit deeper, the, the way that our brains work is it's just a collection of patterns, right? So we have different networks in our brain that communicate through electrical impulses. And if you looked at your brain under what the blood flow is doing under like an fMRI or an EEG, which measures electricity um, or electrical impulses in the brain, you'll see patterns. And if you look at people, whether it's monks meditating in deep spaces or, or, you know, people in flow state or people in relax, all those patterns are different. 
And what we do is we actually have patented processes that modulate amplitude frequencies. So it's a little bit different of like binaural isochronic tones, different technology. We can mm -hmm. dive into that. But basically we're changing amplitude, which is a direct pattern inside the music. And when you're listening to that music, your brain decodes sound into electrical impulses. And then what happens is we're able to basically create that pattern in your brain and it helps you shift from, you know, waking up and having a nice coffee to that deep, deep focus mode that you want to unlock faster. It's kind of like running with a wind on your back and it makes it feel easier. You're able to stay there longer. And again, it feels effortless when we were able to unlock that for you. Wow. That's, that's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see why you put your whole savings into this. Company. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just, just a little bit, you know, like, so I, I was, I dropped out of high school. I was always told like, this isn't my thing. You know, I, I basically for the longest time struggled with focus. I used to work from 10 PM to 4 AM almost every night chasing that flow state. And then I remember trying brain FM for the first time. And I've tried all the things I've tried the binaural beats. I've tried, you know, changing my diet. I've tried ADHD medication. It was always close, but never there. And I remember putting brain FM for the first time. And it was super interesting because I thought I worked for like 90 minutes and I ended up working for four hours straight. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, what is this thing? And, and really, you know, that's the story of myself and what led me to, you know, work for the company for free, become CEO by the company. But that's also the story of a lot of our users that they're like, wow, what is this thing? And it's just basically, again, combining something that everyone already knows, music, right? Yeah. And all, like the science side, right? So we're really making art music, science, smart music, um, really designed to, again, create the different mental states with a push of a button. So I take ADD medicine. Yep. And, and so what you're saying is if I'm using brain FM, I might be mm -hmm. able to substitute that for some of the things that help me concentrate or focus today, whether those are like me, ADD medicine or somebody else using some alternative. And that there may be better effects by just simply using these headphones than what others might be doing today? Yeah, well, well, specifically, um, I guess there's two points there. One is that the the music is accessible actually really on all headphones. Um, we recommend uh, the best headphones that are comfortable. Um, sound canceling is amazing, right? So, you know, things like that are, are important. Um, as far as ADHD and medication, you know, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I'm not prescribing anything, right. <laughs> but we do have a lot of people that, that do you know, either lower their dose of medication because they're they're doing this and they're they're finding results so they can like fine tune what they need. Some people take this with their medication, right? And some people just remove their medication entirely. Wow. It really depends on on you. And you know, the more we understand about the brain and about neurodiversity, specifically ADHD or um, you know, autism or you know, all these other things that we're doing studies on, we actually are starting to find linkages between people that have ADHD that are introverted and people that are, have ADHD, they're extroverted mm -hmm. and everyone has different needs and things like that. So, so really what I would recommend for you, Jim, is, is really trying it out and experimenting and, and starting to catalog, you know, what feels right. You know, can you press the button and everything works? 
that's what you want to do, whether it's, you know, with medication or not, you know, and, um, you know, the way we look at brain FM is it's a plus one product. So, you know, some people are trying to get to baseline and some people are trying to go from baseline to plus like to, you know, plus one or whatever, because they're trying to optimize and wherever you are in that gamut, we're able to, again, allow you to switch into that by changing the patterns in your brain, um, which, which create those results for you. That's incredible, man. Let's dive into that plus one. Cause I love that concept, right? I always say, you know, 1% better each day plus one, mm-hmm. it's all kind of the same rhythm around personal improvement and development. And you, I know are really big on that for both your team and your company, but also for yourself. You might mm-hmm. just talk in a little bit about some of the productivity tools and systems that that you use to help yourself operate better. Yeah, uh, I, I I use quite a few of them. Um, I'm I'm I, one thing I I do love about Brain FM is that this is such in line with my personal values, as you were mentioning, yeah. because it's really just about how do we how do we be better? You know, how do we improve? So, um, I one percent better every day reminds me of something we use internally in the company, and I do for myself, which is Kaizen, which is that Japanese word of constant, never-ending improvement. Yeah. Um, and I remember hearing that probably 15 years ago and, and kind of adopted that. Yeah. So as far as uh, productivity tools and, and really hacking or, or um, going to the next level, obviously Brain FM is a huge component for me. You know, I've been working at the company now for six years and I still use Brain FM every single day. Um, before this call, just to like align my mind and get it ready, I put Brain FM on, on for half an hour and, and just kind of jot down things. Um, so that's a huge part of my arsenal. I think when I look at tools, I look at um, three categories of tools. I think of mental models. I think of actual digital tools or assistance or something like that, uh, which we could talk about, which is like Notion, calendars, et cetera. And then I also think of diet slash nootropics that you mm-hmm. can take for those. And I guess we can go in, we'll go in reverse order probably because that's uh, the the level of of information there. But if we start with like nootropics, there's tons and you can go into biohackers and you can do, and I've done that before, right? But I actually find that the biggest effects that you can have long-term is something as simple as doing caffeine and L-theanine, which is in tea. So if you're, if you're not a tea drinker and you still want the benefits of that, of being able to get some focus, but also being able to stay, um, you know, regulated and not get jittery. You can take, you know, some, some L-theanine um, and that really helps you kind of stay even keel while you still get the benefits of caffeine, right? Mm-hmm. So things like that are, are interesting. You know, how you're, how you're eating really, really helps, you know, if you, if you're eating a bunch of pasta before bed um, or if you're not eating healthy, that does affect your focus and productivity. You know, a lot of people t- sometimes are looking for the tools, but it's the full ecosystem which really helps us on that. So that's some stuff I would just say that's that's some curiosity that that people can experiment with. Obviously, we can expand on that further. And then as far as tools, you know, I, I think big tools that I'm using are things like ClickUp, you know, task management softwares, things like that, um, as well as Notion and creating systems inside of that for really like how am I, you know, working through life. And then the final thing, the biggest part is really just mental models of how to approach things. So, you know, we, or I personally use a lot of those. Um, one of those, one big thing that I'm follow, I follow is um, epic planning. So kind of like a steal from developers where 
what happens is you want to do really big things. The biggest, I think, thing that I've learned is taking a really big item and chunking it down into different things. There's a saying that, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. And what you do is you take this really large goal you want to do. Maybe it's build a company. And then you subdivide that into maybe you know years, into quarters. And then what we do is we break that down even further into something called epics, which is like a six-week sprint, like an all-out go. And the way I organize my life is basically I look at it and I say, what do I want to do for the next six weeks that aligns me to the next you know, year or the next quarter or whatever? And I basically spend a full week thinking, okay, well, what are the things I have to do? What do I have to learn? Who do I have to um, work with? What are the, the milestones for that? And then I put that into like a formula into basically a six-week program for myself. And then I turn my brain off and I go and I start building that. And obviously things come up during the week, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll actually review that system. So I put all of my heavy tasks on like a Monday or Tuesday, and then I start the week and I end the week and I say, hey, what do I accomplish this week? What can I make better? You know, And I'm constantly trying to improve that. There's a lot of other kinds of things that you can do. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard this. You know, you do your hardest tasks in the beginning of the day. That's where your energy is the most. But it's also the same thing in the beginning of the week. Because by the time Friday month, Friday morning comes around, you're already kind of thinking about the weekend. And, and the goal really, especially, you know, as entrepreneurs, we basically just have a finite level of energy. Even if you use Brain FM, I can't give you focus mode for... 24 hours a day. There's there's limits to it. And what we need to really do is do energy management throughout the week. So how can you start developing systems to manage that energy? You know, something emotional comes up. How do you manage that? Something some fire comes up. When do you address it? How do you how do you, does it escalate to you? And you know, through systems and and different mental models like this, I think we've I've been able to create some kind of process around how do I continue to address and learn, but also make progress as we move forward. Does that help? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what also might help is not just where you're at now, but but how you got there, right? Like how mm. how did you realize and understand that these were things that you needed to apply or be at peace with the fact that you needed to improve 1% each day or that you needed yeah. to one? I, great question. Yeah. When I, so, you know, I had this interesting thing where for a long time I was a solopreneur where I would come into companies, I'd help build them, go on to the next one. And then when I came into Brain FM, you know, I, I actually, I didn't have an intention of buying the company. I just wanted to be part of the rocket ship and the opportunity presented itself. So I did. And after doing so, basically I, I felt this incredible urge to share this thing with everyone I could find. I wanted to do everything. And it, it was me failing at that because I was trying to do everything. And for us to build a company that helps millions of people, it's going to take more than one person, right? So I quickly realized that I need to create a team. I need to build a team. I need to um, have you know people develop around me. But the interesting thing about building is if you can build it right or you can build it fast. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, one of the things I learned was that I need to like really foster and, and create 
you know, a team, but I also need to give the time to develop that. And also, hey, I need to develop myself too. So I'm a leader that some people want to follow, but also so I can improve and grow. And and really, uh, it, it probably took, you know, a little bit of time for me to realize that instead of focusing on hitting goals and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And if I hit it, I'm a, I'm a winner. And if I don't, I'm a failure. I started switching my mindset to, I just want to make progress. And, and then after you start understanding that the goal is not to necessarily, you know, pick some goal out of the atmosphere and be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sell a hundred people today. Right. But if you said, I'm going to sell more people than I did last week. I'm going to sell more or, or continue that, or I'm going to make it easier. I'm going to have more energy at the end of the day. You know, finding the smaller things that are just, are you getting better? That's really what started creating this philosophy that I really started building into. So I've done many of these podcasts. I'm committed right now, Jim, to make this podcast better than the last one. Yeah. Just 1%, you know, and it, it's giving the time and the space to do that, which I think stacking creates the results of improvement for someone's life. I love that. Do you have any stories from situations that might have happened early on before you started to adopt that mentality that that really, man, I got to make a change. Mm. That, that, that employee quit because of this, or I didn't fire someone soon enough, or you know, because we didn't have the system, I thought it was the team or I thought it was the employee, but really it was the, the lack of a system in place. Anything like that? All of them, right? I, I think, I think that's that's what happens as you grow as as a leader, right? You need to sometimes, unfortunately, unless you can learn third party through books or through people, sometimes you have to experience that. Um, I think that there's you know there's been past where, yeah, I come in um, or I've been working and I'm like, let's set this goal and let's hit it, and then someone doesn't hit the goal. And you look at them and you go, well, what happened? This is on you. You said you could hit it. And going through that, I think, is the maturity of you know a startup to a company and organization that scales and, and the leader itself too. Because in the beginning, um, again, trying to adjust between basically operating my, by myself forever to operating with a team, I had to learn how to work with a team. And I was so used to being like, you know what? I'll just work 80 hours to get this thing done. And not everyone always is on the same page of that. And neither should they be because that's not something that can last forever. So yeah, I I basically, you know, I had a a few run-ins where, um, you know, things would get emotional where, you know, hey, we're not setting our goals. Where is the room for, for that? Because you're either protecting those goals and you're saying, well, these are the consequences if you don't hit them. Or you kind of just lay down and, and goals don't mean anything. Hmm. And it was it was when I started seeing the oscillation between those things and who I needed to be that I started realizing that this isn't successful for me or for the relationships that I'm having and trying to foster. Because if I really look at it, I would have done the same things they did. So what is it? Well, guess what? We're just, we're a new company and we need to start giving ourselves room and slack to say, okay, well, if this didn't work, how can we still make this a win? Did we learn three things from it? If we did, do we learn three good things? How do we grade if we learn those three three good things? Great. Are we going to continue or are we going to change? 
it, it reminds me of this, this thing that someone told me a really long time ago, and it's basically, there are no mistakes. There is only learning and negligence. So if you do something and you mess up, welcome to life. That's what learning is. But if you repeat the process, then you're being negligent because you already learned. And then that is an error. And that's something that, you know, I also try to live by a little bit where we're here. Let's learn. Great. Let's not learn again. It's too costly. Yeah. In, in addition to those six-week sprints that you guys have around the epics, do you have any longer-term systems in place that kind of help to rally folks around more of a long-term vision as well? Yeah, yeah, we do. So I'm very big on abstraction levels, and we could talk about that maybe on maybe next. <laughs> but the way I kind of think about it is it's it's Google Street View, where you have the highest level possible, right? So you're like, what planet are we on, right? And then as you zoom into Google Street View, you go all the way down to what brick is on this building. And I think that when we zoom up the highest way, we go, why does BrainFM exist? And just using BrainFM as an example, but fill in your own organization, right? So if I put into one word, BrainFM exists for enablement. We're trying to enable people to be their best self and whatever that means for them, the push of the button. So what does that mean? How do we measure success in the world? And for us, we look at, at um, companies that have proven this, that you can, like meditation companies, like a headspace or something, right? Which is doing something similar that we're doing, where they're they're basically teaching people there's a better way to relax. We're doing the other thing, which is for focus, right? But we look at them, we say, man, we can do what they do, maybe even better, right? Let's go after that. So our goal currently is helping uh, 25 million people around the world to uh, be able to change their mental state on demand. So that's our biggest goal that we have. And then what we do from there is we block it down. And we say that's our, we don't even put a time limit on it, right? Because again, it's not a goal of pass or fail. It's just like the the direction, target. the target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we start breaking that down from there. So then we look at how many current users that we have, Right. And we say, okay, this is our baseline of what we're growing to our users. So currently for us to go from where we are now to where we are there, I'm just going to make up numbers. Let's say it's it's five years. Okay. Well, then our goal becomes, how do we just make that faster? How do we, how do we go faster than our baseline currently is? And let's start doing different kinds of things as in different kinds of objectives or initiatives to start seeing if we can speed that up and make that five-year goal, a three-year goal or a four-year goal rather than something longer. And that's what we're trying to rally behind. So when we do planning, what I kind of think of is, why are we all here? What, you know, We have incredible smart people on the team, right? So why do people choose to work here? Is it just for money or is it for something more? And everyone at BrainFM I'm proud to say is, is here for something more. And then what we do is we really break down, okay, well, then how do we make it so that people see that their involvement every day makes a difference? And the way that they see that is seeing with, you know, without their involvement, this is what would happen. With their involvement, this is what will happen. And if they're really good, this is what could happen. And it's it's starting to create that where everyone has ownership inside of themselves, their team, their department, and the company that align us to um, get towards that, that end goal. 
Does that include some sort of metric or measure that they're that they're responsible for that they feel that they own? Totally. We we break the company down into growth, product, operations, and uh, science and R and D for our medical and our patents and things like that. And if you look at growth, our biggest things there are CAC, customer acquisition cost, and basically the the number of them. Because if I get a customer acquisition cost of a dollar, that's great. But if I get three people, that's not so great. If I can get 10,000 people, but if the CAC is you know $10,000, then you know that's not fun either. So it's that balance. And what we do is we, like that, we basically give everyone two primary metrics that they understand the baseline and their thing is improving that. So for product, it's LTV, right? And um, conversion, right? Uh, you know, from qualified trials from growth. Operations, it's it's increasing margin. How do we keep this, use the dollars that we already have and stretch them further or be more efficient with them? Yeah, so basically, and a good question, Jim, is like, we're basically taking these primary goals and we're saying, hey, you know, we want to help 25 million people for operations, how do they do that? They're not getting more people. They're not making a better product, but they are allowing us to do that by increasing efficiency in the company or you know, increasing the margin that we can, we can um, create. So again, we can make more hires, more investments, things like that. And it's rallying along that. That's great, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so important that people have yeah. some form of ownership of the plan. It, it took a really long time to figure it out. Like, uh, you know, I think the biggest breakthrough for me has been just like alignment. So, you know, everyone has different intentions, everyone has different motivations. We may want to be building a company because we want to help and change the world, mm. but not everyone may want that. And and it took me a long time to figure out like that is completely okay. But how do you align their specific goals? Like maybe maybe you have someone in the company that wants to start a family. And their biggest goal is job security. Does that mean that they can't work for you? No. But how do you make sure that they feel like they are getting job security and they're able to start a family with inside of your company by achieving their goals? And by achieving those goals, an after effect is, oh, yeah, and I also helped build this company that helped you know, 25 million people. And it's, it's aligning you know, all of those together, which are starting to have us move with building company. Do you use any sort of tools that that facilitate that journey around KPI tracking? Or do you guys do most of that manually or through Excel? Uh, we do it primarily through Excel. Or I, I you know, I don't, we we we're basically doing it manually, but we've base we've taken a lot of the stuff that we do and we we break it down by by simple simplification. So we have this principle inside the company, and it's called C. Like, do you see it? Hmm. Um, simple, easy, effective. So everything we do inside the company, we know that that has to be that. So um, every six weeks, actually, in those epics, we do scorecards, and in those scorecards, we basically have personal objectives, right? Like you're the lead of product. These are your objectives that you have. And then you have team objectives, right? These are the ones that you participate in. Mm -hmm. And then what we're looking for is not necessarily, are you hitting the mark? Are you crushing it? Um, Are you passing or failing? It's more of how do you feel like you're doing? Red, yellow, green, right? And then what happens, so they go through it. And then the manager, their direct report does red, yellow, green. And then we have notes. 
And basically, we have systems like this to say, okay, this is the objectives we have for the organization. How are you fitting in that? Um, and we found uh, through you know making it simple and easy that we're able to have really good conversations way more often than waiting until someone turns red and explodes mm. or someone is so bored because everything's green, right? The, the magic is we want someone to be like a lime green because if everything's, again, if everything's like, oh yeah, green, 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 I'm not challenged at all. What's the point, right? So we're really, we're always having better conversations which are then allowing us to challenge people, but not challenge them so much where they burn out of this. That's great. So much knowledge around systems today, Dan. Thanks for, thank you so much for sharing those. At the end of every show, we do this founder five, which is essentially just five quick hit, quick hit things that teach us about all things growth. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to rock right through those real quick and then we'll close. Let's this do it. Up. All right. So number one is the top KPI or metric, which you've already shared some uh, mm -hmm. that you are relentlessly focused on. Retention. Love it. Top tip for growth stage founders like yourself. Don't give up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Don't give it, up. It, All caps. <laughs> yeah. Passion, pursuit. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it's worth it. Keep pushing. Favorite book or podcast that's helped you grow? Oh, so many books. Uh, I think it's the 15 principles of it's, I think it's the 15 principles of um, conscious leadership. Hmm. It's either 15 or 10. Um, but yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. What actor would play you in a movie? Uh, probably Matt Damon. Cause he looks, I used to be called him when I was growing up. <laughs> nice. Love it. Yeah. And finally, uh, what's going to be the title of your autobiography when you look back and have achieved everything you set out to perseverance love it simple sweet c love it <laughs> mm -hmm. all right man well um i know you gave me the offer about which i'm gonna take you up on of 20 percent off for some of your flow state awesome brain fm technology can i offer that to the audience as well yeah of course Okay, awesome. Um, we'll just get a link added to the show notes for you guys. And I encourage you to take take Dan up on this offer. I know I will be. And again, Dan, thank you so much for giving today. And if there's anything that self-promotion of some sort that uh, now's the time for it, how can those listening help you out? Yeah, honestly, I mean, my quest right now is, is it's not about me. It's about it's about what we're building. You know, mm -hmm. we get thousands of people that write in every week that say, hey, this changed my life, right? And and what we're really trying to do is build a product um, around helping people. So if you like it, I mean, give it a shot, try it, put it on for five minutes um, and you'll see some really amazing things happen. But if you love it, share it with a friend. You can give that discount out, that code to them as well. But we're really just trying to enable people and help. And uh, it's, it's not just me that's going to do that. Awesome, man. On that note, closing us off, if listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? Uh, they can they can reach out. They can just shoot me an email at dan at brain.fm um, and I'm happy to reply there. Awesome. And it's brain.fm, right? Brain.fm, correct. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. And I'm sure audiences is, is love listening to uh, all the great knowledge you spit out. And thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thanks, Jim. It was a pleasure being here. Take care, man. All right. Cheers. If you loved today's episode of The Dirt, 
make sure you rate it on your favorite platform. And if you really liked us, go ahead and leave us an honest review. Thanks again for tuning in to The Dirt.